Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to Take2Radio. I'm Pam, your host, and uh, joining me tonight is David, Willie, Candace, and somewhere is Carolyn, so hopefully she'll be calling in at the moment. But tonight, we are so very honored to have with us as our very special guest, award-winning actress, Suzanne Rogers. And she is well-known for her role as Maggie Horton Kiriakis on Days of Our Lives and has appeared in various TV shows such as Quincy M.E., Love American Style, just to name a few, and in movies such as Never Say Never, The Deidre's Hall Story. Please welcome Suzanne Rogers. Well, hello, hello, hello. Hey. <laughs> hey. How are you? Oh, How are you? This is exciting. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We are super excited. It's like having royalty with us yeah. right now. Oh, please. Please. No, 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 no. average a southern girl from Virginia? No, 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 no. I don't put myself on a pedestal. Never have. No, that's, we will do it for you. That's okay. We'll do that. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, all right. Thank you. I'll take it. Thank you. Pretty much. It's just like, here's the queen. The queen is here, folks. Ladies right? and gentlemen, the queen. Oh, there you go. my goodness. They got you. <laughs> they got roll titles. Rose will be thrown as you walk down the aisle and everything. Yeah. And just, yeah. you know. No, no, no. Man, I'll take princess, not a queen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll we'll All meet right. you halfway with that. We'll do it. We'll okay. still say okay. okay, princess is here. Here we here Yay. Well, I Yay. hope you're ready. I hope you're ready for us tonight. We got a couple of questions I each am. for you. And I am. Uh, I am. Thank you. We'll go ahead and get started. So I listened to an interview recently, and there was an actor who said that when he got his first professional job, he would go on set to watch everything to learn the process. He even went on when he wasn't scheduled to be on. So what was your process like when you first started? Well, I didn't do that, but (laughs) um, I talked... (laughs) <laughs> uh, I did go, I did get to the studio early, uh, extremely early, um, so much so I think it annoyed some people, but, you know, it was just something that I felt I had to get in the, I don't know, something about going onto a set, you just pick up the vibes of, of what has gone there before you, and you just, um, I don't know, I, I, that's just the way I am, I'm always early. Um, and people say, oh, 
she's going to be here an hour early. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's what I do, um, and that's what I've done from the beginning. And I talk to, I talk to like a lot of the actors that were on the show before I went on the show, and you know tried to say, get you know pick their brain and say. What should I do? I mean, what's good to do and how? And Frances Reed was brilliant. She said to me, listen, she said, you know what? Don't keep anybody waiting. Know your lines. And she said, just do the best you can. That was that was a kind of what I've followed all my life was, was that. I always tried to, when I was at Radio City, I, mm-hmm. I wanted to see the audience smile when I was up on stage. And I, I would smile back. I mean, I you didn't recognize anybody, but... I mean, yeah. I felt they were there. They paid money. They paid good money to see the Rockettes, and I felt okay. They're looking at me, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and and that's just the way I I've always been. I, you know, I guess it's just that when you go into this business, you you go in there. Sometimes you go in there because you're escaping. You know, from uh, I don't know. I was I lived in a small town in Virginia, and New York was the big the big the big apple. You know, and so I. I was just excited. I was so happy to get paid for doing my dancing, which I had done since I was a baby. You know, my mother glued tefts on my baby shoes, really. <laughs> but she, her best friend was a dancing teacher, and she had kind of said quietly to her, if I have a girl, she's going to study dancing. And that's kind of how it all started, and that's how I started, you know. So, oh, wow. you know, yeah, I just... I just, I love what I do. I still love what I do. I still get to the studio early after all these years. Um, I just, I don't know. That's just the way I am. I want to be prepared. Yeah, I, and I would hope that you love it after, you know, spending 49 years just on days of life. <laughs> I know. It's like, I think I, I know this character pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. so. <laughs> I well, think so. <laughs> congratulations on 49 years. I mean, there's not a lot Thank of people you. these days that can say that they, you know, have worked that long I in know. this industry. I so that's, that's a major I, feat I think right I've been there. very lucky and well, I think I've been very lucky, and I think that, uh, thank goodness, uh, the fans have uh, have never turned against me. <laughs> mm-hmm, no. And um, uh, my bosses and, and uh, the network has, has liked my character. So, I mean, I, there's, a, it, there's a whole number of people that have kept me on the show. So I'm just thankful that um, I can still do it, that I still love it, and, and I'm still wanted. Yes, absolutely. And Maggie has been on a long roller coaster ride in those 49 years, especially when it comes to her husband, Victor. I mean, come on. His shenanigans are always going. Something going on. So, always. Storyline. Well, she kind yeah. of is, Well, you know, the thing of it is with Victor, uh, she's, uh, she's the voice of reason. Uh, he kind of is. He kind of gets carried away, and and all he's been married a few times on the show, uh, and mm. I'm kind of I've I've always said I'm your last wife, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I I just um, I kind of I call him on things. I I didn't I had money my own money, so I wasn't marrying him for his wealth, and I wasn't marrying him for his fame because I owned two restaurants over the years. And I ran them, and I was successful, and and so it was. It wasn't like really. Uh, I didn't want anything from him other than be truthful to me. 
you know, and that's kind of what it is. So I guess the, the storyline that kind of freaked me out the most um, was a couple years ago I had to do a storyline where Maggie, um, she thought she killed, uh, they, she was told that she killed two people in a car accident oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. because she was drinking, and so she, was, she turned herself in and went to prison. And that was um, kind of, that was very upsetting to me because, A, uh, no one in my family has ever been an alcoholic, so it was kind of trying to um, delve into what exactly alcoholics do and whatever. And also, um, I've never been in prison. <laughs> so uh, it was very, I, 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 I kind of let myself go. I kind of let myself get afraid because I'm not big on horror films, and I kind of thought about that. I kind of thought, okay, this is how it's going to be. It's going to be scary as as H, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> scary as <laughs> hell. <laughs> so, um, and it was, it was, um, and so that's that's kind of uh, it was probably the most scary storyline, but it was probably the most rewarding for an actress. Right, right, yeah. Now you've had yeah. some humdingers, that's for sure, and we've loved every minute of it. <laughs> Tell me. Well, you're so sweet, Pam. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You're very welcome, and thank you for answering my questions. I'm going to go ahead and let David ask his questions. Okay. All right. Hello, there. David. Hi. Hi. It is very fine to meet you tonight. Oh, thank you. The way you say my name, my grandmother used to say my name like that, Suzanne. Oh, really? That's how my mother used to. put the emphasis on that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm I'm all right. Okay, now, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. It's it's fine. (laughs) Um, One of the best learning experiences for Mm. me from the show Mm. gave me, what the show gave me, was the introduction of myasthenia gravis in the plight of the patient. That's the first mm-hmm. time I've ever heard of it when I was watching mm-hmm. watching that. So how did the powers that be present that story to you? And knowing you suffered with it, how difficult was it to relive it all over again? Well, um, I agree with you. I'd never heard of it either. Uh, when I started having symptoms, I was um, I was running, um, you know, um, not marathons, but running half marathons. I was uh, running almost every day. I was just I had this fanatical thing. Uh, I had all this energy, and I just kept. And it was basically it was my I guess my body telling me to slow down, but I wasn't. Uh, and I just I would get up in the morning uh, and I would go to the studio and drop my things off and go and run around the block of the studio. Um, so this was just a fanatical thing that I was doing. And then all of a sudden one morning I got up and um, I just I, I was off. I just felt like I was off. And I went into the bathroom and I looked in the mirror. And it looked like I had a stroke. One side of my face was was dropped. And I went, you know, and I mean, you you just, you can't imagine, here you are, an actress, what you need to to perform is your voice and your face. And uh, all of a sudden, I had neither. And so um, one of the other actresses on the show, um, Lana Saunders, she said, uh, well, we've got to find out what this is. Um, And so we proceeded 
for some reason, I must have had several weeks off, and she wasn't working either, and we proceeded to go from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor. And uh, I went to about eight, and then they finally sent me to UCLA, and the doctor there said, you have this myasthenia gravis. And I looked at him, and I looked at her, and I'm thinking, I don't, I've never heard of this, you know. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, give me a pill. I thought this was going to solve the problem. It didn't, obviously. Um, and she started crying. And I thought, look, kept looking at her thinking, why is she crying? I'm the one that's got the, right? the illness. <laughs> anyway, to make a long, yes. Well, what I found out um, after he said, well, we're, I'm going to give you some medication, some Mestinon to take, and you're to take this four times a day. And, um, you know, um, now, mind you, every day the symptoms were different. The next day the other side of my face dropped. And then the other side was fine. And then nothing was wrong. Then the face was fine. But I was having difficulty talking. So it was like it was a hideous disease. Everything I needed was from my throat up. I didn't have. I just, I, you know. So anyway, we left the doctor's office, went down to the cafeteria, and she proceeded to tell me why she was crying. And I said, why are you crying? I said, you know. And she said, well, I haven't told you this. And I said, what's the matter? She said, I have MS. And I said, well, I started crying because I know what MS is. And see, what happens with myasthenia gravis and MS, they mirror one another. They're the same, and then they veer off. One goes one way and one goes the other. And and MS is degenerative. Uh, Myasthenia gravis is not. What you get is what you get. Uh, Some people have it in their legs or arms or voice or lungs or whatever uh, Aristotle Onassis died from it because he got it in his lungs but for oh. years and I don't know if you've seen any pictures of him he had his eyes taped open with tape because oh. his eyes were droop that was one of the symptoms of the myasthenia and so I'm sure that had he known you know that there was help uh, he would have, because he was so wealthy, uh, they, he, they would have, he would have put a lot of money into this illness. But at the time, they didn't know what it was. They just didn't know what the problem was. Anyway, when the, you know, the show found out that I was sick, and I didn't tell anyone, um, I, took a, I said I was leaving the show. And they came to me, and they you know, you know, what's wrong? And I, and, and I said, well, I've got something, and I've got to, I got to get well. So I was off the show for almost a year, and then they called me and said, and the only person that knew was Lana, Lana Saunders, and John Clark, who was my my co-worker, and, um, but he, I said, you can't tell anybody, you know. And it was mm-hmm. and it was a thing in Hollywood. You Nobody was supposed to. Now they talk about illnesses all the time. Back then... You know, when I first came on the show, no, don't tell anybody you're sick. Don't don't tell them what the problem is. You kept things quiet because you were right. afraid you were never going to work again. Okay, so long story short, I'm sorry I'm taking so long to tell this. Oh no no, but, all right, fine. But but the thing is, um, I uh, Al Al. Um, let me see. Anyway, one of our producers said, um, "I want to see you," and I said, "No." I said, I have to tell you, I don't look like I did. And mind you now, I had, when I left the show, I was very thin. I had been running, and I was extremely thin. 
uh, now, because of the prednisone, which is now was one of the medications they had me on, if you know anything about prednisone, it's called a miracle drug. It is a miracle drug, but it also bloats Mm-hmm. You, it's called moon yes, it face is. for a reason, because yeah. your face gets very full. Anyway, so I said you're going to be shocked when you see this. Um, anyway, he said, you know, just um, meet me at, at Dupar's. At the time, that was a restaurant in Studio City, and so I got there early before I he was there because I wanted to see the look on his face when he saw me, and I saw him come in the door, and I just braced myself for what he was going to how he was going to react, and I didn't see any reaction whatsoever, which I was very grateful for, but I knew what I looked like. Anyway, he sat down. He said, we'd like for you to come back to the show. And I said, "Mm, I don't know if I can do this, you know. And he said, well, why don't we write it into the show? Why don't we write the illness into the show? And I said, well, I said, the only way I'll do this is if it has a positive ending because I'm going to beat this. And so that's how they picked up the storyline and did it for the show. It was because I had said I would, you know, I would only do it if it had a positive ending. And as it turned out, within a, within a year, I, I was getting better and I was going into remission. And that's kind of, um, that's kind of how it all happened. That's wow. a story. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad yeah. you're on the other side of it. I mean, that Hi, is, oh, I me can't too. Me too. I can't me even too. imagine. And it, and it all comes. It comes from stress. And I was. I had gone through a divorce. Um, and uh, the show's attitude. Uh, anybody over 35, they didn't want to write for anymore. And um, I mean, they were writing less and less. And you know, it was all about the young people coming on and everything. And so it, it kind of all just took its toll. That's what was happening. And it oh. comes from stress, is what it comes yeah. from. The T cells, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it can so play anyway, havoc yes, with I'm your very body. I'm happy to be talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, I really, my voice was, I mean, I couldn't answer the phone because people would hang up thinking they called the wrong number. Because uh-huh. I, I really was like this. I couldn't. Yeah. Cook. That's how I talked. That's how bad it was. Because uh-huh. I couldn't use my vocal cords at all. It was like your brain tells you to speak. It, it sends, you know, from the T cells, tell you to speak. And mm-hmm. you try and you can't. And that, yeah. that's how it affected me. But Roger Smith and Margaret's husband had it of the limbs. So, I mean, it's just, um, it's bizarre how, how it affects things. And Absolutely. How it affects people. Absolutely. You know? But I, well, that, maybe because that was, of my dancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, it didn't affect my legs. You know, I don't know. Right, right. Anyway. Yeah. Right. yeah well, that was know. one heck of a first question, David. What's your second question? Oh, yeah, oh, I did. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I took so long. Oh, that's, no, no. That's no, quite all right. That's what we it's want. It's a learning experience, truly. Well, I hope I helped somebody else because I I went around for three years and I gave speeches all over the country uh, with different organizations, the the Myasthenia Gravis Foundation. And, um, you know, the the strange thing, because I was doing so well and I was so, and I prayed a lot because I'm a very religious person, and I prayed and prayed and prayed, and I was doing really well. But the patients were upset because they kept 
looking at me saying, you don't look like you have it. And I said, I do, you know. Um, and I was on prednisone still, but they were lowering the dosage of it. So it, it was it was hard. It was sort of like a double-edged sword. You know, I was getting better, but they didn't kind of didn't want me to didn't want to see me get better the patients you know because they were not getting better so it was it was really hard it was hard to to go and to speak at these um you know meetings that they had uh when you know you're doing well and I thought well no I'm not going to get sick because they want me to I want to get well you know but right. it's it's hard it's really hard when when you see other patients not getting well it's really hard yeah i yeah. can imagine yeah yeah okay for maybe right, a, David, a little easy you want a little there. easier <laughs> round this time suzanne <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll go okay i got four names for you and you okay. tell me what each of them mean to you okay okay yes john clark lane davies Lovely. Joe Gallison. Well, Winter wait, let, let, her, let her answer each one, David. Oh, oh Terrific. you might one by one? <laughs> Well, John Clark was a love, and he helped me so much when I first came on the show. Lane Davies, I dated, and he was a lovely guy. Joe Gallison was fierce to work with. Just, I mean, he was just great. And Lisa Trussell, I love her. I just love her. She was my daughter, and, yes, I wish she were on the show, too. I do. Uh, I miss I miss them all. I I tell you how far I go back because I remember. I remember when Maggie gave birth to Sarah. So that's. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. I love it. I love you. <laughs> I you know I love people that know something about the show and and about the history of the show and and the characters about their history. That's wonderful. I mean, that's that's the biggest compliment you can pay to me. You can't Aww. say anything that I that I love or like or admire or I just love you so much for all of you knowing so much about the show, the history because that's what's lacking so much, you know, in the world today. We we're not we don't know enough about the history of of our of ourselves and our lives. That's all. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going Thank off you. on a tangent again. No, we love it. <laughs> oh, we love no, it. Don't worry all. about uh, it. Uh, Thank you, you so for much. answering. Thank you for oh, answering. Oh, thank you, David, questions. very much, and thank you for being a fan. And mm-hmm. and I hope I didn't use up all your time. I'm sorry. No, no, <laughs> no. We no. We got Willie, and he's up next. Go ahead, Willie. Okay, Willie. Hi. Yes. Hi. Hola, Suzanne. This is Willie, Party Will. And I am Hi such there. a big fan. Yes, I love you as Maggie. Just so my Thank so dear. You. I would imagine that California has every type of restaurant that you could ever want. Mm. What is mm. your favorite place to go to and what is your favorite dish? Okay. I love Maria's. It's uh an Italian I love Italian food. Uh, Maria's mm-hmm. is uh they have several, um, but I love the meat ravioli with the meat sauce. Oh my God! Oh, it's so mm. good. It's it's just so it's tasty. so it's so good, and and that's I mean, listen, and their pizzas 
to die for. So, um, <laughs> thank you, Chantelle. I like it. I like Italian food. <laughs> yes, nice. <laughs> okay. Um, here's the second set. It's Are you a traveler, and where have you not gone yet that you'd like to go to? Uh, I'm as, not as much of a traveler anymore. I, I used to love traveling uh, more mm-hmm. when I could take my mom with me because um, she never, I mean, she was from Virginia, from Maryland, in a small town oh. in Maryland, and then she went to Virginia. So it was. I enjoyed traveling to show her different places. You know what I'm saying? I, that yeah. I enjoyed the travel through her eyes. Um, we, I took her down to Australia because I'd never been and, um, you know, it took her two days to recoup from that flight, but she, she loved it. And I, and I loved seeing, seeing her see Australia through her eyes where I would like to go. I haven't been, I would like to go to Ireland because that's where my mother's side of the family is all from. And that's where I would like to go. And of course, I think everybody likes to go to would like to go to Rome. I would like to go to Rome too. <laughs> so nice. that's about it. That. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for answering my questions, and I'm sending okay. lots of hugs and, and love from uh, Texas. Oh, your lots way, okay? of hugs and kisses to you. Back at you. <laughs> Happy Thanks. anniversary. <laughs> Thanks, Willie. Thank okay. You. Next up, we have Candace. Oh, hi, Hello, Candace. Rogers. What a beautiful name. Thank Hi, you. how are you? <laughs> I'm good. So it's funny because I, I, you know, I've been a fan of this genre since I was born. Obviously, if you ask Aww. anybody, they will pretty much tell you that. Um, yes. But I always like when I find out that my favorite soap actors are from the same place as me, so I can gloat a little ah! bit. And the thing is, is that I know you grew up in Virginia, but I know that you yeah. were born in Maryland, which I'm from. Yes, I was. I'm from Maryland. So oh, you, no kidding. Like, Where? Uh, so I'm in Baltimore, in Baltimore, Maryland. No kidding. No kidding. Uh, well, um, mm-hmm. I, I grew up in, like, I was born in Loney County, but Midland, Maryland was where my, yep. my grandmother lived. And that's very, that's close to Frostburg, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and Cumberland, you know, those are the two, yep. that's the area that I was in, Yeah. Yeah. So That's I wonderful. Say, I was like, yay. I was always like, yay. Thank you, Marilyn. So, so, you know, like, like, yay. Somebody needs to that. I should, I, <laughs> I should, I should create a, I should create a soap about Marilyn. That's what I should do. I there you really go. Do well, you know, on the there Voice you. right now, there's a, there's a duo. There's two girls, and they, they're, they call themselves Marilyn. And I thought, how oh. fun is that? How fun is that? And they made it through. I, I mean, they've they're going on to the next round, so they're doing good. I did, I did see that. I was like, okay. I was like, yay, yay, <laughs> yay, absolutely. So, so my question is, um, yeah, some fans mm-hmm. may or may not know because you did say you love fans who know the history. So here on Take Two, yes. we sometimes like to reinforce the soap history. You know. So, sure. William J. William J. Bell considered you for the role of Maggie. Can you share us, yes. with us your impressions of Miss Bell as well as Miss Betty Corday? Well, at first, I don't think I was Bill Bell's um, choice. Um, I thought, and the reason I'm, I'm going to just explain that 
was because I didn't have any film on myself. I had never done, I had done theater, and I had done, you know, industrial shows and stuff like that and commercials, but I didn't have any film. And he was concerned that maybe I wasn't, you know, how photogenic was I, da 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 And, but he listened to Betty, and Betty convinced him, and then <laughs> Betty convinced him that, yes, that I was the right person for the part. And I absolutely adored Betty Corday. I just, she was, she was my mother, my grandmother, my everything. She just, um, I could go to her uh, and talk to her if I was concerned about something. And once she came to me, I was, I was um, lying out in the sun a little too much. And my hair was getting lighter, blonder, more blonde uh, than red. And she said, put it back. She said, see that picture right there? I want you to be that color of hair. That's the color of hair you, you had when you came on the show, and that's the color I want you to be. I just loved her. I mean, she just was the best just the best and and obviously mr bell uh listened to her and i think he uh he was pleased with his choice and and so are we for 49 yeah. years we are very pleased <laughs> thank you with that decision thank you, thank you. <laughs> no okay this is so, so much fun i can't tell you <laughs> We're having so much fun with you, it's, it, and it's an honor to talk to you. I just oh, ah, love Thank this. you. So this is what I call my thinking question, which okay. means you're really going to have to think about this answer. Okay. Okay. If somebody, okay. If somebody decided to make a movie about your life, mm. who mm. would you want to play you, and what would the title of the movie be? Hi, hi, hi. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say this person because I know she has reddish hair. Uh, Nicole Kidman, and okay. Um, okay. and I guess the, the title would be uh, Believe It. Right there. <laughs> Somebody write the screenplay. Let's go. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> because the thing of it was um, when I would get something, you know. Uh, I just couldn't believe that I could get something. I mean, I'm, I'm from a little, I'm really a tiny little town in Virginia. And it, right. you know, first of all, I went from there to New York and I became a rocket. And then I went from there, I came there out to California. I got on this soap. I've been on this. I mean, it's just so many things that should not have happened that did. And I just, um, I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. And, so I just, I mean, believe it. Just, you got to believe it. You got to believe it. And, you, and that's what what I think. That's what I would name it. Awesome. And right we, would, I, I, we would watch that movie. So, yeah, if you yeah. ever get it done, <laughs> we'll anybody, be watching. If anybody's oh, out go. there listening, I was going to say, if anybody's hey, listening, hey. <laughs> you know, we can do this. Um, I'm just going to put some names out. Ron. Rock hard body. You can also do this too. We can, you know, there you like, go. You know, get, Why not? Get some people. Why get, not? There you go. Get going. Coming, get writing. <laughs> coming soon to a theater near yeah. you. Oh, that would go be yeah. The Suzanne Rogers hey, story. There you go. There you go. Well, Thank you. And I can, she moves. She dances. You know. So yeah, it yeah. would be good. And she's a great actress. <laughs> I would be honored to have her. Yeah, honored. I'll, I, I can totally see. I, I can see the poster. I can see the movie trailer. I can see it right now. Okay, there you go. 
There you go. Thank there you, you go. From your Thank- mouth to God's ears. <laughs> right. Right? Thank you, Candice. All right. All right. Thank you so, so much. Last but not Thank least, you. we have we have Carolyn. Carolyn, say hello. Hi, Carolyn. How are you? <laughs> Hi. I'm I'm re- I'm really good. And she said, last but not least, oh my goodness. Oh, that's okay. I saved the best for last, Carolyn. Right. That's how you there gotta you look go. at it. You gotta yeah. look at it that way. You're yeah. So well, sweet. last and but I- not least is not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest of five, so I was the last one to get any food. Oh, <laughs> oh there you go. There you go. Well, and I'm the oldest on the panel. And uh, Well, you know you what? Would, yeah, That's okay. That's okay. I'm probably the, the oldest in, in a lot of in a lot of categories. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're older than wiser. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, um, it's a it's a yes. pleasure, it's an honor. I mean, oh. I go I I go back a long time, and I I loved you oh. with Doctor Neil Curtis and the mother oh. of Daniel. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 you do, and I I love it. I I just love it. You know, so many people have no idea what we're talking about, but it doesn't matter. We do. That's right. That's that's right. That's right. That's right. Do you keep that's right. with some? Um, yeah, do you keep in touch with uh, Sean Christian or or um, uh, any of any of the actors oh, that are no longer? Long- yeah, I just saw Sean Christian at the um, at the Emmys, as a matter of fact, and um, and I, I know I know that uh, Joe Gallison he was um, he lives in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I know that um, I, I think he still has a, an acting school. He teaches acting. Um, so yeah, I try to, you know, uh, I beloved John Clark has passed away. So, mm. you know, he um that was that was uh, a shock. I see yeah. Wayne Davies from time to time. So, um and I see Lisa Trussell from time to time. So, yeah, I try to. I mean, I'm I'm just kind of that kind of a person, you know, that I I just I just try to stay in touch with people if I can. Well, that's that's wonderful, and so many great memories for sure. Oh, you bet, you bet, yeah. you bet. You yeah. know when now, when um, it, when Mac, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. How how does it how does it feel being the uh, Horton matriarch? And let me uh, tell us if if you draw your strengths um, uh, on mm. the show uh, from mm. from real life, like where do you where mm. do you get your strengths from? Well, um, first of all, I, I, to me, the the matriarch of the show will always be, um, you know, Tom and Alice Horton. I, I don't even yeah. want to go there. Um, I just, um, I'm just, I'm just holding up the banner. That's all I consider. Um, <laughs> and I, and I think, I think my strength comes from uh, my faith. Um, I'm, I'm a Catholic. Um, I have, you know. I've been a Catholic since I was a little girl, made my first communion. Um, it's just um, when in doubt, I just drop down to my knees and I pray. And I do that before I walk out on stage every time I work. Um, it's just um, it's just a part of my life. Um, I pray twice a day. Um, and if something happens in the middle of that time, I pray some more. Um, but it's just um, I don't think you can do – you can't get through this life alone. And you need 
a higher power. I don't, it doesn't matter who or what you believe in as long as you have something that is that's higher than you are. And that's just that's where I get my strength from. Well, um, here, here, and uh, more of us, well, a lot of us need to get back to basics. That's that's what it's all about. Well, Thank it's, you very much. It's, it's just very, yeah, it's just very simple. I, you know, when I get in the car, um, I, you know, make the sign of the cross when I get in the car because um, you may be a good driver, but that other person may not be. And so, right. um, you know, you say a little prayer that you get to where you're going safely um, and you get home safely. Um, so, so, you know, I, I guess, um, yeah, I, I know I need help, and uh, we all do. <laughs> we all need yeah. help. And, and uh, if we don't start, I'm, I don't know, I'm going to pontificate a little bit. If, if we don't start believing in something higher than us, I don't know what's going to happen to us. So, yeah, anyway, absolutely. but that's, yeah. you know, that's kind of, yeah. but I, I don't think that I'm, uh, I, Tom and Alice Horton will always be the matriarch and the patriarch of our show. And I know I've been there probably the longest, but um, uh, that's their title. And I'm just, um, I'm just holding the banner. That's all I'm doing. There you go. You're carrying on the baton. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're very sweet. You're very sweet. No. Were you going to ask you. me anything about Ginger Rogers? Uh <laughs> Yeah, tell us about Ginger Rogers dancing. Well, you know, your, let me tell you. Let me tell you how I got the name. Let me tell you how I got the name Rogers. Um, <laughs> I I I had done musicals, and um, my name, my legal name, is Crumpler, C R U M P L E R. Uh, it's a, a German English name. Um, and when I started doing musicals, people would say. That's hard. That's so hard to understand. What did you say your name was? I would say Suzanne Crumpler, and they'd say, who, what? You know, <laughs> um, anyway, so I told my parents, I said, I've got to change my name. I've got to change my name. And my dad said, I don't see anything wrong with your name. I said, no, Daddy. They they really don't. They, they, they can't understand my name. My name is too hard. You know, I said, well, I've got to come up. And I said, so you and Mom, think about it, and let me know what you come up with. So they got back to me weeks later, and they said, well, okay, um, we came up with two. One is Kelly, because you're Irish, um, and the other is Rogers, because of Roy Rogers and Ginger Rogers. And I said, oh, okay. So I wrote those two names down, and I called the unions. And you have to call all the unions to make sure there isn't a derivative or anybody by that same name so that right. means sue susan suzanne i mean there can't be susanna there can't be another one of that name in any of those unions or you can't take that name so uh, i was in new york at the time and um everything was fine with kelly at first and then there was a sue kelly out here in california and so i couldn't pick that name so i said well what about rogers <laughs> and so they, they said, no, you know, no, no, no. There's, there's no. I said, well, then that's it. And it's so, <laughs> it's so bizarre because later, uh, when I left New York, and um, when I was first of all, when I was in New York, still dancing, I did a craft music hall, and yes, and the host of the craft mu- music hall was Dale 
Dale Evans, Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. And I just felt so, I thought, oh, my God. You know, it just kind of was so fortuitous that here I was working with one of the name in my mind, the namesake of my name. You know, so that's Mm -hmm. how... That's how it all came to be. That's how it all came to be, Caroline. Just like that. Wow. Uh, and then, and, and, and yeah, and Ginger Rogers, of course, I loved because she was a dancer with Fred Astaire, and oh my God! Mm-hmm. And the and the yeah. story about that is she gave Fred Astaire, you know, uh, sex appeal, and he gave her class, and I just yeah. love that. <laughs> I'm telling, I'm telling tales. <laughs> I'm telling oh, tales. Go ahead. Oh. That's my little dog barking. They, yeah, we won't keep you any longer because we want to be mindful of your time. We want to thank you so much for answering all our questions oh, and joining my, us tonight. Listen, you are pure oh, delight. You are. You are oh, wonderful. thank you so much. And I back at you. I mean, this was just joyful. I mean, the time just flew by. I thank you so much, and, and I hope you got everything you needed. We did, thank you, and we would we welcome did. you back anytime. It was like Kate. talking. It's like talking to an old friend, you know, just oh, catching yay. up. Yay! Yay! That's what. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, we have to be. We have to. We have to love everybody. We have to love each other. You know, we're oh. in this business. Exactly. It's, it's a tough business, and it's hard. And and we have to keep smiling. That's all. Yes, absolutely. All right. Take care, and you enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank, Thank you. you. You too. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Suzanne Rogers, and I know she doesn't want to be called a queen, but she's a queen to me. I mean, yes. come on. I mean, yeah, she is. Just, and I, mean, I could listen to her all night, girl. talk about whatever she wanted to. I could listen to her. Exactly. That's what I said. She, yeah. It's like talking to an old, like a, a old friend, catching mm-hmm. up, just you know, listening to the wonderful stories. And I mean, this is a person who won the first supporting actress daytime Emmys, and y'all know how I feel about the Emmys. I mean, mm-hmm. she is such a presence. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she, yes, she is bona fide grace, beauty. She's funny. She she has amazing stories and, and like you said, Pam, I could I could sit here, not say anything else, just let her talk about yeah. Broadway, about you know New York, the dance studios, you know, tra- you know, days of our lives, history. I mean everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I could do. She's a ball of fire. Yeah. She's a ball of fire, like her. Aunt. She yeah. really is. <laughs> And yeah, you can feel that energy. Mm-hmm. Like, you can yeah, really yeah. feel that energy across the phone. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. She was so gracious to take her time out and, and to yeah. talk with us, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's some people that you think that you'll never be able to have the chance to talk to. And yeah. Suzanne was one of them. And I just thank God mm-hmm. that we got that chance. And we are very blessed. Yes, yeah, well, thank you for letting me join you again because uh, that's such an honor to just just to listen and, and even to talk to her. It's, it's such a it's such a cherished moment. So thank you for all of that. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. talked to her you're so many times before. Yeah, Pam, you're on a roll. This is uh, <laughs> this has been <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. 
Well, I love doing it. I love talking to them, and I like sharing it with, you know, people that enjoy it as much as I do. So there you, you go. You should be really proud of yourself. Especially, and especially because today is National Soap Opera Day. Yes, it's a holiday, folks. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm hoping yep. that we have somebody special because uh, for November 10th, because that is the 10-year anniversary of Take Two Radio. Nice. Well, we can we can celebrate it early. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but I would still like somebody else special that I've been wanting for a long time. So we can see what happens. Who, Greg Vaughn? Greg, I'm just putting out that Greg Vaughn. Greg Vaughn. Greg Vaughn. What are you saying, Red Rum? No, Greg Vaughn. No, really? Oh, Greg Greg Vaughn. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Really? Really? I couldn't hear. You were saying it so fast, and then everybody was talking, so I was like, what? I said Greg Vaughn. I said Greg Vaughn like 10 times. I'm going to tell him you called him Red Rum. From Shining. I'm going to call him. Well, you know what? I could twist that in so many ways, but this is a, this is a family show. <laughs> yeah. Watch out. Yeah, Rum rhymes with a lot of things, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Well, kids, I love the time I have spent with you today, but as I said, you know, I have something personal going on so I'm going to have to leave you now but uh, you know I think probably any one of you will be vocalizing how I'm feeling about certain things so I'm going to trust you and I'm going to leave you to it so you All guys right, have fun and we'll talk again soon take care Bye. next week okay take care all right. Okay. I'm waiting <laughs> for Nathan. Good to be back with everybody. I missed y'all. Well, we, we missed miss you. Thanks, same. We Let's we see. have got, stuff. I got two quick announcements to make. The first one is I want to wish my daughter Jenna happy birthday. She's 15 today. They grew up so fast. <laughs> happy birthday. The happy second, birthday. Thank you. Thank you. And our second announcement is. Carolyn and I are excited oh. because we just kicked off our second season of our LGBTQIA fanfic podcast drama series of Arizona Heat, and it's streaming on Spotify. So take a listen and let us know what you think. And thank you for listening. Yay! <laughs> Yay. And Welcome, also, Nathan. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey. Nathan's in the house. Hey, how you doing? Good. All, All right. Okay, so we're going days first. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm curious because Candace, yep. Candace, Candace you got, got something on your mind? I do have something on my head. I I I did. So um, as okay. many of you guys know, I'm I you know watch all soaps and I'm kind of keeping track on you know what the the topics of the day or week are. Uh, first yeah. and foremost, um, shout out to Peacock. Um, because they did get 2 million new subscribers when yeah. it was on the 199, you know, saying, by the way, it's now continuing on until, I believe, around November. 
So, you know, if you don't have Peacock, what, what are you waiting for? It's $1.99. Okay. There you go. Um, that's, my plug, <laughs> that's my plug tonight. But the thing what is is that, um, and I always say that half of the $2 million is actually Days of Our Lives because, in all honesty, let's be real, people yeah. want to see the show, you know, continue on to Peacock. So if you don't want to proudly announce that you got it because of Days, that's fine. But we know you did. Okay, yeah. so, so the double one thing that the spectrum, the spectrum uh, subscribers, you can get a good deal because I got I got Peacock through um, my Spectrum cable and they gave me a great deal. Oh for yeah, it. I don't. I mean, have, and that was the thing. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, David. I don't. You know, that's the thing. I have Spectrum cable, but I never got. I unless it's new, I never got it. I mean, but I bought it. Last year for four ninety nine, right? And that and and that's the thing too. Like if you already had it, like I know Xfinity yeah. customers. Obviously, NBC owns like NBC Universal owns Xfinity, so y'all bona fide to get Peacock because of that. I know T-Mobile was running. I remember saying this. T-Mobile was running a little deal as well last month, um, yeah. and 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 whatnot. So. You know, if you're still trying to figure out if you got Peacock or not, hit us up at Take Two Radio. We'll help you out. Customer cares. <laughs> okay. Go. I felt like that. Yeah. You, remember, you remember the, like, the more you know? Remember that right. at NBC? Like, yeah. the more, I feel like when I just did that, I felt like somebody should have said, duh, 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 duh. there you go. Yeah. So, okay, here is what I have to say. Dave's fans, yes, there was a threesome. Yes, it happened. But I would like to say that Lindsay, Robert, and Raven, you guys did a really good job with that. The choreography for that threesome was well done. Um, I know people was pressed. When I say pressed, I mean people was like people.com picked up the comments. Um, Our local news talked about it. Our local radio stations <laughs> talked about it. I mean, mainstream media was, like, going crazy. But I'm going to tell you something. Hey, Dave fans, guess what? That actually worked because people are tuning in to see yeah. what? A soap yeah. and threesome? What? Yep. And, yep. and my thing was, yep. it, wasn't, it wasn't raunchy. Yeah, it wasn't no. raunchy, like a showtime. No. It was very well, because they had an intimacy. Here's, I, I learned something, too. Both General Hospital and Days hired, I never heard of this profession, but it, it's real, an intimacy coordinator. Yes. So yes. this person comes on set to show, like, how to, it's like a choreographer. You know, certain movements, certain ways, certain touches, yes. certain you know, without it being sexual. I saw some Days fans was up in arms. They was like, oh, Deidre Hall lied about how Days wasn't going to be like this. And mm-hmm. I, I just want to just say this right now. Folks who kept saying that, have you, I would like for you to know, pay attention to Auntie Candace, okay, that this was originally for NBC, all the Peacock stuff doesn't start until mid-January, early February. You're welcome. <laughs> and also and the, the tri- coordinator yeah. that you're talking about, they also have them on Riverdale on the CW. So these, these very special title 
professionals, they do exist, and, you know, they do a great job. So shout out to all of them. Yeah. yeah, I just think it was just it was just like when I was watching the end credits because I pay attention to the end credits. I don't know if you guys yeah. do or not, but I had saw it and I was like, oh, it's a Disney court. And then like on General Hospital a week prior, I had saw it as well. Um, mm-hmm. So my thing is this: right now, this is the, I'm going to say this. It's been good to be a Days fan. I it know is. that some Days fans have had their moments. But right yeah. now, right now, this Days is, by the way, one of the top five shows on Peacock. Let me repeat that. It's the top five. Um, it's, doing, it's doing very well because, again, you have heard more about Days. I'm not, I'm not saying before you didn't, but you, you know, you're hearing more about it. Like, like I said, in mainstream media, People are looking at Days as the flagship of Peacock. Let yes. me repeat that. They're the yeah. flagship of Peacock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, right now. It it right now right now yes there's some things here and there but it it and it's interesting I'm going to ask you guys because the episodes drop at six o'clock in the morning have you been finding it easier to watch it? Or do you feel as though they shouldn't have? They don't. They shouldn't drop it at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's not always exactly at six, but it takes a little while. Um, I'd say maybe you could get it by six thirty. Because I've tried watching it before I go to work, and yeah. it's not right on at six, so I have to wait so about maybe fifteen minutes. 20 minutes after, then it'll come on. But, yeah, I, I I like it, watching it before I go to work in the morning and then watching the rest of it when I come home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I, like, I like the idea that I can watch it anytime and it'll be there. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, because every, everyone's schedule is different. Um, uh-huh. I, yeah, so uh, the the flexibility, which is uh, for me, I'm still in um, <laughs> withdrawal because I'm thinking, oh, for here in Florida, one o'clock, and I used to prepare and walk my dogs and get my lunch ready and whatever. And now uh-huh. <laughs> it's not on at I one o'clock it. anymore. <laughs> yeah, I love it because I can get up in the morning and let me start my day. I can either choose to watch it that morning. Or I can, you know, get my day going, uh, get my daughter up, feed the cat, watch the yeah. soap, eat some breakfast. Or I could take a nap, come wake up, and watch it in the afternoon. And good on Peacock because it lets you watch it when you're able to watch it, not just the way it just was before where you're like, you got to wait till like, I think, what was it, 1230 for some people just to watch it. Now it's flexible yeah. where it's already 6 o'clock in the morning, almost 7, and you can watch it anytime you want. So. Peacock, congratulations. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Here, here. I agree as well. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm going to be honest. When they said it was coming over to Peacock exclusively, right, September 12th, Mm -hmm. I felt like Beyond Salem again. Because when Beyond Salem was on, you know, was on, when they said Peacock was coming, you know, Beyond Salem, I would wake up 
extra early. I would set my alarm, 545, so I could be up, get ready, you know, for work and everything. Yes. But I would have yeah. time to watch it. So to me, I feel as though you're right. To know that it's available at any time to watch it. Because I know some people are doing this. They're, you know, it's on Peacock, and they wait till their respective times that days normally would came on for them on NBC. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, some people wait till 1 o'clock because that was a tradition. That was, you yeah. know, at 1 o'clock, that was days of our lives time. Um, and yeah, for how many years? There. Yeah, for, yeah, for right, how many years? Right, for so long. For a long right. time. Yeah, so it, it's like a, it's a win-win and not for nothing. And I'm, I'm going to – if my godmother listens to the episode, which I know she is, I'm calling you out. I'm sorry. But <laughs> she also has discovered Days of Our Lives. And let me explain because, again, she watches Young and the Russell's and Bold and Beautiful. She used to watch Days of Our Lives, but because Days falls right in the middle of Young and the Russell's and Bold, yeah. she couldn't yeah. really do it. But now that right. it's on Peacock, she's able to watch it. Oh, and I've great. heard other people, and I've heard other people do that too because they want to see. Okay, we we've heard about certain things that's going on days of our lives. Let's check this out and still watch our respectable soaps. Yeah. By the way, and you don't, you got to add pay us. You got to add mm-hmm. that you can take Peacock with you anywhere. Literally, you can anywhere. have it on your phone, you can have it on your tablet. I mean, here's just a and little little side piece here, but when you're playing right. the Days of Our Lives, if you just play it and you're not even watching it, that's fine. Let it play on your TV, your tablet, anywhere. There, you're still getting known as being a watcher. That's all that matters. Because well, if it's you not weren't, even, it's if not you even weren't about, watching it, then you're not getting, uh-huh. you're not the ratings don't pick you up that you're watching it. So well, don't feel well, bad that you're watching it in the afternoon. Just still watch it, and you'll still get, you're still getting involved in the rating process of of um, the ratings watchers and all that good stuff. I mean, they count the numbers. That is true. But it's just right yeah. now, I mean, and the same thing for Paramount Plus and Hulu, because I didn't want anybody to think that Peacock was paying us to, you know, do it. Although Peacock, <laughs> you like to send us a gift basket. I saw the gift mm. baskets that you send. We would like one, too, if you have time. <laughs> Not saying we're begging or anything. It's just I really thought that was pretty cool what I saw. I'll beg. I'll beg. She said it. I did. I, I, you know what? I am grateful for it. Just a thank you. That's all. <laughs> and a free hat. <laughs> so, okay, so everybody is on board with it being, like, it's a good, this is a good thing. And yes. so, yeah. But back to the threesome, I want to know, how did everybody else really honestly feel about the threesome? Do you think it was necessary? Do you feel as though this was just, oh, my gosh, I, I, like, wow, this was really good. Like, do you feel or, or just feel like, oh, what is this on my TV? Oh, be gone. Like, No, I'm a little more progressive. Thing. I like it. For, <laughs> me, it. for me, it ebbed and flowed, and it was very natural, very creative, and it wasn't raunchy like people say it is. And it's not soft porn that people say it is. It's just good storytelling in daytime. That's how I see it. Because the story revealed itself, and it it was true because Alex was down on his, you know, his luck. He's turning to friends, and his friends are wanting to try to experiment with Alex. And I see nothing wrong with that. 
I mean, there could be any kind of exciting possibilities after it's over. They, they, I hope not that they don't get nobody pregnant right away. But, again, that's part of daytime. <laughs> they can get one character pregnant. But either way, at least we got something now where Alex is more solidified with Chanel and Allie, not just as a couple, but they could be a throuple. Or they could just be friends with really good benefits. Either way, it's great storytelling, and I enjoyed it. So good job, Ron. Yeah, and it uh, finally changed the dynamic between um, Allie and uh, Chanel, which uh, which needed to be done. So that's why I liked it. <laughs> Yes, I love the scene. Um, I love the uh, the threesome scene between both uh, between Chanel, Ali, and Alexander. I thought it was very good, very well done. Because when I first heard about this threesome scene, I was you know a little bit nervous and not sure mm-hmm. how the show would how the show would approach it. But you know after seeing it on. Um, I was seeing it you know when the episode came out. I thought it was very well done. I give kudos to. Uh, not just the, um, not just you know Rob, but also um, Raven and also uh, Lindsay as well, and also the uh, the crew for uh, putting this together behind the scenes. So, job well done. Today's our lives for this threesome scene, and I'm um, looking forward to having sex between all three characters. Yeah, and I I, w- I would say before moving on is that another thing that I I, I think a lot of people appreciated was going into it. There was dialogue. Instead of they start kissing, then commercial, right? They talked about it, and then after, after the fact that they all, you know, had sex and whatnot, they still talked, and you could clearly tell that this is kind of going to be an this is an experience for Chanel and Allie, but for Alex, like, I like their friendship. That's what I even got more out of the threesome. Yes, I know it was supposed to be sexual and you're supposed to feel the passion and everything, and and I I was okay with it. But what I really enjoyed was their dialogue afterwards when he said, I care about you, ladies. Because I was like, if he doesn't say that, because, yeah, I was blessing for them, yes. Yeah, I was, because I feel as though this is an experience that they all three have shared now, you know, and you don't know what's going to happen next. But I just love the fact that he said, I care about you ladies. And then when, and I know Robert Scott Wilson ad-libbed this, when he, they said, bye. I was like, really, very, like, like, okay. And I joked on Twitter. I said, Robert Scott Wilson has another first for me to, I got to explain this. He was the first male model on Price is Right. Yes. yes. If, yep. you, if you guys watch all my children online, you know what scene I'm about to talk about real quick. Yes, yes. That was at the me. first, that was he had me. the first, you know, he had that the first on all my children online, and now he's a part of the first threesome on days. So, Robert Scott Wilson, <laughs> congratulations on all your firsts. I don't know. <laughs> that, that, you know, putting he, it really he's got well. That I'm going to be I'm going to be seeing him at, a, at an event in about ten days, so I'm going to have to write that down, make a little note, and put it in his <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. Don't say. I'm don't say who said, said it. I'll be like, I don't know anybody. Yeah. I'll be like, I don't. 
I was thinking you were saying first. Yeah, you're 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 so. Yeah, my co-host Candace said the following thing: You're the first male model on Price Is Right. You had the first BJ on All My Children reboot, and then you had the first threesome on Days. Congratulations on all your first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll be me. Yeah. Stamp it, stamp yeah. the time. I think the he, time I think he might know that already. No one would have to tell him that. No, well, you, never know. Know. you never know. You never know. <laughs> so, Candace, what is I mean, you obviously. Want? Oh, the second thing about the Chad thing. Okay. This Chad, oh, God. Okay. This Abigail storyline, the Duff and Chad moving on. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to (laughs) say. You think it's too soon. I said this. Huh? Well, here's the thing. Okay. A couple of months ago, I think. It was around, what, April and May, I said on here, within the, the following things are going to happen, and it's going to happen too quickly, and I'm going to be tapped out. I was tapped yeah. out the storyline in August. No offense, but I was. Because I felt as though something wasn't adding up. I felt as though I was being duped, one. Um, I predicted who probably was going to be the killer before it was even a thought or blip or whatnot. I tried to read in my head as like a writer, tried to rewrite the storyline to make it make sense. Mm. All I have to say is I feel as though this death should not have happened only because the storyline felt rushed to me. Yes. I understand that, you know, this, this, this girl died at the beginning of the summer. Okay, summer just ended not that long ago. We're now in the rush of, in some places, winter already, but some for you guys in fall. And he's already kind of making googly eyes at somebody else. Okay, I get that you move on. I understand that. You flirt. But you not do that a lot. But not, not that, that fast. Exactly. You just found out who killed her. Chad literally just found out, like, two weeks ago that – Spoiler for those who didn't know, but y'all should have watched it because it's on Peacock, that Clyde was the one that that killed Abby. So to me, okay, you played the certain beat. He got mad. He got angry at the whole Abby was dead, okay? Yeah. He lashed out at Thomas, his little boy, because mm-hmm. Thomas, that little boy, when he said, I want mommy, and Billy Flynn said, I want your mother too. You know, yeah. I'm like, Emmy real, Emmy real, Emmy real moment. But then... Mm-hmm. It felt as though, like, the storyline wasn't a strong storyline. Like, I felt as though if this was supposed to be your prime storyline, right, for the summer. It failed. It felt, right, because I felt as though I wanted to see more Jack and Jennifer. Yeah, you you, you leaned off to Jennifer pill-popping again. Okay. Then you got Gwen. Then I felt as though we was losing focus. And now we got Chad and stuff. Stephanie and I'm like, and a possible win, and and we we called it we called it earlier this year. We was like, watch, something's going to happen for either Gwen, for Chad and Gwen to be in each other's orbit. Yeah. And I feel as though that's going. I think that's going to be the next triangle, quote unquote, is Stephanie, Chad, and Gwen. You know what? They could have. I'm agreeing with you, Candace. This could have waited. It didn't have to be rushed like that. I'm okay with the possibility of Chad and Stephanie together, but not so quick like you. Um, I don't buy it. 
November sweeps is just around the corner. They could have waited a little bit towards November if they wanted they to push the story a little January, further. They could have waited until January, to be honest with they you. Could've they could have waited until the beginning of the year. Yeah, New Year. There's no reason to rush the story when you just wrapped up one storyline. Because as fans, we're not stupid. We don't we don't buy it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree as well. I mean, honestly, honestly, you know, they could have waited until January, like you said, Candace. But I do think that. I do think that we will get Chad and Stephanie uh, instead. Um, I'm not sure if anything else will happen um, after that, but you know I do agree overall because I do think that they missed a lot. They missed a lot of um, potential uh, with the storyline and there's a potential couple. Mm-hmm. Now with Gwen, I kind of feel bad for the character of Gwen because it seems like they don't know what to do with the character now. Yeah. Oh, they, they do she's floundering. Like, she's just floundering, and that you know that's usually bad in Salem. If they're floundering, it's well, usually going to be them getting written out or killed off or disappear. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, the character of Gwen, I don't th- okay. The character of Gwen was an experiment. And I'm going to explain it. You brought her on with Jake. If anybody remembers, that was the old G, Jake and Gwen. Right. Um, with Gwen, and because she was messing with Chad and Abby, she was a little Claire. bit more interesting. Not saying well, she was Claire, she was, but mainly, she was but mainly it was Ch- it was yeah, she was a spitfire. But what I'm saying is that she was messing with Chad and Abby. So right, it's yeah. sort of like the mystery as to why is she messing with her. Okay, when we found out why she was doing that, I truly believe the writers was trying to get the audience to feel something for Gwen because we knew mm-hmm. that she was doing it because of her mama, right, yeah. and everything because she had heard that her daddy didn't want ABC to D with her, but here he is right. being a doting dad to Abby. Okay. The audience is connected now because this is the long-lost daughter of Jack Devereaux. Okay. Then you go ahead, and then you have where, um, oh, shoot, Laura Horton, who should not have been killed off. I'm sorry. She shouldn't have. She knew the secret, even though, truthfully, it was Jack's daddy. But we're going to let that slide because y'all killed him off. Okay. So but now they're putting her between you, they're putting her between Sarah and Xander, and that gets more confusing for the for the fans. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm I'm oh. cool. I love Gwen. Yeah. I love Gwen and Xander. They're they're hot together. They're 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 a cool couple. But now they're mixing I, Sarah into the mix, and I think that's just an overload of too many too many crimes. No, I'm gonna tell I think you what that's what's going on. I'm, I'm gonna tell too you many Christmas okay. kitchen. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, once the whole Jack reveal was over, you felt some kind of way about Gwen. You felt kind of bad for her because she was yeah. lied to most of her life as well as Jack. Now, the Sarah and Sanders thing. I'm sorry, but this is where they were floundering Gwen. They didn't really know what to do with her and, and Xander yeah. at that time period, so they hooked yeah. those two characters mm-hmm. up. You knew down the line, though, Sarah was going to come back, whether it was Lindsay or somebody else. So then once they got Sarah back, you started to really feel, you like, ooh, because everybody was telling Gwen, honey, 
when Sarah returns, you do know you're going to get tossed aside. And, yes, if you're a Xander and Gwen fan, you was like, no, she deserves some kind of happiness because yeah. of everything that she's gone through. At the same time, though, you know that she was doing some sneaky stuff, so it, it, you still was invested with this character. The full circle moment was the fact that now they, like, they kind of dropped the ball on this, on this too. Okay, if, if you truly feel a certain type of way, Jennifer, about Gwen, I really wish there was more of a dynamic between Jennifer and Gwen than what I saw. Okay, I understand Gwen sees her mother and Jennifer because they had the, the, the addiction stuff, but you made this kind of too easy. And I just feel as though they're trying to make Gwen into, like, a race from another world. Like, she's a bad girl. Jennifer, Jennifer hit her with the car. Now she's like, you know, it was Jennifer. I'm going to try to be a redeemed version of myself. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know what I you mean. I love Emily O'Brien. I love Emily O'Brien. Trust me, I do. But, but if I they can't write for the character, they need to let her go. Yeah. Oh, they're going to write for yes, her. Yes, yes. Let her out. You, you, you forget <laughs> something. Again, she is the daughter of Jack. She does. She is involved in the Demaris world because of certain things. Trust and believe. I would. I would agree with you. But they see some kind of value with this character because it don't I have a so. lot. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. don't want the character to be like back burner because that's where I would really oh. have a problem with it. Oh, trust me. If she's going to be up and. and she, if she's going to move into the mirror mansion, oh, honey, she will be. She will be there. She will be there. <laughs> so, okay. Anybody else have anything to say about Days of Our Lives? How are you all liking uh, Jada? Because I like her. She's a fun character. Like yeah, I, I like her on Days of Our Lives. I mean, she gets to do the one thing that I wish I could do, but um, yes, and I was I talking about being a cop. I was talking about being a cop. I was talking about being a cop. See, y'all, y'all oh, went there. You were not. I can tell you, all I can tell you is get ready because Jada's going to break up a very powerful couple that everybody wanted back together again. <laughs> well, there's not really many couples that are going to back Depends how Rafe's feeling right now. I feel bad for Rafe. That guy never gets any good luck. Like, seriously, every woman he's dating, he's getting screwed over. Look, he tried, he wasn't with, oh, he was with Hope, and he slept with Sammy. Then he got Nicole, but Nicole wants Eric. I think Rafe needs his own woman, someone that isn't tied to the past, maybe somebody new. He had a woman. She died. Which Emily, one? I can't remember. I Jordan. can't even remember who was that. Jordan. I think her name was Emily. I oh, something. Jordan. Oh, Jordan. Ben's sister. Ben's sister. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's only. And he was I with Kate was too. Hello. He was Hello. with Kate too. Oh, with Kate. We don't. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. No. <laughs> we don't. We don't talk about. We don't talk about. We don't talk about that. Okay. We don't talk about where are we going up to next? Uh, where do you want to go? 
at General Hospital so I can get this over. General there. City? Oh, you want General, to General Hospital? City? Yeah. Sure, General Hospital, that's fine. General City, General Hospital, it's all good. Okay. We, we finally got Elizabeth's parents. Yep, go ahead, Candace. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'll tell you what I, how I feel right now, but... I'm just for me I'm what gonna I'm just gonna say I'm pleased they finally did it and I was surprised uh-huh. at who they were. Uh-huh. Oh the casting oh, the casting over mm-hmm. pants. Yeah, so we got Denise Cox before some of you guys know as Star Trek the Next I'm all for it. Well mm-hmm. yeah, Star Trek the Next Generation and William Moss from Falcon Crest. Okay. I'm all for it. Here's, yes. Here's they did what I good. Said. They did good casting. They did they did good casting, yes, that's great. Um Here's what I'm going to say, and I don't want nobody to jump at me. I'm glad that it took a, a certain amount of years to get here with the casting yeah. of Elizabeth Current. Yeah. I don't trust this at all. I, uh, I agree with you, Candace. I'm worried about the writing. That's the only thing. Remember, I'm worried about the writing. Yeah, me too. Ryan as well. Yeah. It's, it's the, writing the writing and the fact. This is what yeah. General Hospital does, and I don't want everybody to say, Candace, you always pick, but I have to do this. I've noticed a trend. You cast people that we, that we, the audience, are going to have something to say about. And you try to make us forget about the current stuff that's happening on the show. Mm-hmm. It's like a show and pony thing. Like, oh, we, like the storylines on General Hospital right now, there's some that is good, and then there's some that is bad. But guess what, you guys? We heard you loud and clear. Elizabeth Perth is finally coming to Port Charles. Okay, is this going to benefit Elizabeth or is it going to benefit Finn? Oh, God, please don't, I mention, don't, mention, don't mention that. I had a you were going to mention that. Don't mention Finn because then you'll get me started. And I'll say it just well, like a lot of people on yeah. Twitter. Same here, don't, don't do it. A lot of characters are getting propped over for Finn. It's just getting ridiculous now. It, it's to the point where, okay, here's what we know. Okay, for those who are keeping score, it's been mm-hmm. a year since a year and some months since Franco died. They started this storyline, didn't know where they were going at. Jake, yeah. Jake, for those who don't know who Jake is, he's Liz and Jason's son, the one we don't see much of. Okay, right. He was able to communicate with the grandparents. The grandparents also reached out to Tara. The the parents also reached out to Sarah. So here's what Candace has to say. When the episode arrives, when both of the parents come on, I want General Hospital, Dan and Chris and everybody at General Hospital pay very close attention to what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. You can give everybody a single episode. Don't be like Josh Griffin, though. But in this case, Elizabeth needs a standalone episode because I feel as though the only way we're going to get the full story is for one hour. Because knowing you guys, you're going to give it to us on a Tuesday, every other Wednesday, and a Thursday. And maybe a Friday if we're lucky. But please I take need a break to know, from using Finn. Well, and, and that's the thing. This storyline has shifted from Elizabeth's point of view to Finn's point of view, which I'm confused yeah, no, about. I'm not buying it. Yeah. I'm like, how I'm can we start with Elizabeth and now yeah. all of a sudden it's about his dead wife? Yeah, it's it's too much. I, it's too much. We, I'm sorry, but it's just too much. I, right. I I was surprised with that too. I I don't get the connection. 
Yeah. I mean, she was, what, around 14, 15 when she was supposedly? It, it literally happened the summer that she came to Port Shoals. Because all so of this, this happened in 97. And supposedly she pushed someone down the steps. Right. And so I'm just going to so make say that make sense. That makes sense because that's the time when supposedly Finn is supposed to be in that scenario as well. That's where it gets too confusing. But, can I, but here's the thing. They didn't even have to do this. That's the problem. Look, I like Michael Easton. I do. Okay. And the but, character of Finn to me, I'm going to be honest, Finn is one of those characters that after a certain storyline wrapped up, he should have even been backburned or let go. I'm sorry. Because yes, to me, you. you're thank using you, Elizabeth. Like you're using Elizabeth to keep him relevant and whatnot and well. propping off of her storyline. Because I'm like, wait a minute, didn't his wife die because of an illness? Yeah. Yes. I'm not going crazy. Yes. Okay, so I'm not going crazy. So to me, no. Ty, so are you going to now say that she died because of the fall? Or, because that's going to be a retcon like nobody's business. I just this feel is like, like a bad like, rewrite. It's a bad rewrite. Right. I'm like, where oh, are we okay. going at with this? And I'm hoping, see, I want to stay alone episode because I want Rebecca Herp. I finally feel like the tw- like 25 years that I've watched Rebecca play Elizabeth Weber, I want her yeah. first scenes to be when she sees her mom and dad, and they're going to be acting like, um, oh, we're here, sweetie, come, come give us hugs and everything. I want Elizabeth to go back to being Lizzie. And I'm talking about the 1997 girl that I saw smoking a cigarette, giving me back mouth, and listening to Jay-Z. I want her to go balls to the wall. I want yes, her to blast yes, out to everything. Like, oh, so you decided to come because Finn called you? Oh, because Finn called you. But what about me? I called you. I texted you. Mm-hmm. But you can also reach yeah. out to my boys. And I want all of that history. I want her to say, where yes. were you at at my lowest when I tried to kill myself? Where were you at when I thought Jake died? Where were you at when I got married? Where were you at for Franco? Where were you at? I want all of this. I want her to say, while you're all saving the world in Africa, taking care of, the, of other people's families, what about me? And writers, I don't be watering it things. down. We want the full story. We don't just want half and, and you know what the sad part is? You want to know what the sad part is? Half of me already comes to the conclusion that I'm going to get that. I'm yeah. going to get where yeah. they're going to say, well, you know, at Thanksgiving, yeah. when we was all at Sarah's house, you seemed a little bit frustrated. No, I want to know, like, you can't play certain stories off off screen. And uh, somebody, I like I said, you. yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I can tell you just a little teaser that I did hear, that Liz and Terry are going to go out of town to where it all started for Liz. And this will bring up a lot of a Pandora's box for Liz's past. So get ready. Okay, this is so my prediction. I predict that we're going to see the parents probably by November sweet, if this is the way they're going at it, because the Liz and, Liz and Terry trip starts either this week or next week. So get ready. It's going, to be, it's going to be an exciting week on General Hospital. Okay, so basically what I'm hearing, and, and this is my biggest fear, I'm about to relive Laura's storyline. And when I'm talking about yes. Laura's storyline, yeah. you guys all yeah. were there. 
Yeah. When they yeah. said that Rick they're Roberts doing it again. and all this yeah, stuff. Doing it again. And, yeah. and Elizabeth, because there's a parallel that I'm noticing. And I don't want to say the mm-hmm. other part, but if you follow, you guys know how what I said. I don't yeah. want to say that, but I just noticed is that, okay, we're bringing parents in during this time frame of a mystery about their past. So I feel they, either, they jumped in. Yeah. They're missing the point. They could have added, I don't see what the big problem is. They could have added Hayden into this story. They could have added Sarah into this story. Why so well, much? Well, they did. Remember, they added, no they added Sarah. They added Sarah because, remember, Finn called Sarah. That's how Elizabeth knew what Finn was doing. Is calling Sarah. Now, Hayden is allegedly dead, gone. Well, we all know she's yeah. a female. But yeah, the yeah. thing is, is that right. you you built all this up, and I swear, General House, because you did it earlier with the serial, the hook killer storyline. Yeah. I better be, I better be, this is something that I've been waiting for. This is, just like when when Michael found out all the stuff about Sonny and Carly, Jason, and AJ, this right. is the moment I've been truly waiting for. I want to see what you guys do to have Elizabeth confront her parents. I don't want no rainbows, lollipops, and ice cream with this. I want it to go hard. And if you and don't. And if General Hospital can't do it, bring in a surprise guest writer to do it. Hi. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, my God. I've got some major news for y'all. Um, Sabrina Nation is going to go wild when they hear about this, but here we go. Coming soon, Trina is going to be calling out Spencer Cassidyne's name when she makes love to Rory. I don't know. Are they going to get that far? Coming soon. I'm surprised yeah, they're going to get that far. Oh, and, and Jocelyn and Dex do sleep together, so get ready for that. It's going to be great. Shocking. Cameron better be like his dad. He's there and burn the place down. Um, yeah. Cameron does get a new lover, and she'll pop up before everybody knows it. So that's going to be fun. So I'm excited for what's coming up uh, for the fall and here on General Hospital. Mm-hmm. Ken, so I, I got, got a question. Building. How are you feeling yeah. about Trina and Rory? Because I don't feel no chemistry. It feels like it's forced. Well, maybe they're not well, supposed to be. Yeah, like like a I mean, it, it, like it, a bad it, Yeah, it's yeah, it's sort of like how you know Juan was with Emily before Xander. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and shout out to all the Juan and Emily fans. How how y'all doing? Hey, but um, yeah, with Trina and Roy, I don't see it. I just, I mean, I heard when I heard this. And this spoiler, is before. I and let me, and let me just say this real quick. Let me just say this real quick. It's not because Spencer and Trent. It's just the fact that. And I and it's a trope. It is to have somebody inserted before they go to the next person that is the the, the worthy one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just I don't see it. I'm like, oh, when I was hearing about it, I'm like, oh no, please! I didn't want Trina to sleep with the guy that she doesn't love. That's just oh no. Well, I kind but of figured it's General that was Hospital, so I expect it. It's General Hospital. I expect it. It's like you said, it's a trope. Nathan, no, I expect David, it as well. Um, oh, Trina, Roy. Uh, yeah, your name. 
Uh, let me see. <laughs> oh my God! Actions speak louder than words. Let's right? see. Um, Trina and Rory, maybe. Oh, maybe not there. You know, I like them together. I want them to work for a while. Yeah. But Nathan? That is a big, fat no on Trina and Rory. I see no chemistry yeah, with the actor who plays, um, who plays Rory with Trina. I think it's stale. I think it's boring. And I think right now everyone is just waiting for Spencer to get out, Professor's love Trina, and kiss her at this point. Because at this point, I, while I do understand why, I just think that, you know, GH might be going the same route that they went with, you know, Brooklyn Chase, where, you know, yes, yeah. they had chemistry, it was there, but they never really capitalized on it. And I kind of feel that's where Spencer and Trina may be going next, but, that, but that's just me. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And shout out to the actor that plays Rory on General Hospital. He did a great job on Chicago PD. Woo! Yeah. Did you see him? Um, I didn't watch. I didn't watch. I saw some of it. Candace, did you get to see Rory General Hospital no, Can- actor on Chicago PD? Oh, she dropped. Okay. She dropped. Oh, so, okay. Um, Let's uh, Did Holly do some Y and R. What? Holly, is she back today or tomorrow? She came back she today. She came back at the end of this tomorrow. episode. Okay, then it's leading up to yep. tomorrow. Tomorrow's supposed to be the big episode they're going to be talking about. Right. So set your so DVRs. Got, tomorrow's the big we'll Holly. We'll do Y and R, and then we'll wrap up. Go ahead. We're ready for Y and R. Okay. Up until now. Okay, I didn't see today's yet, so we're going in, we're seeing um, a possible adoption happening. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you take it, Nathan? Um, let's say that again. We go on Mar- Mariah and Tess's adoption? Uh, yes, I did. Um you know, I, I don't mind it. Um, I, I do kind of have a little bit of an issue with the storyline itself because I do think that Mariah and Tessa, you know, with the adoption storyline, I think it's kind of it's kind of moving at a little bit of a slow pace for me. Um, I would kind of prefer if um, if they had maybe another storyline because I'm just not feeling that this storyline for them, oddly, strangely. I tune them out. I tune them out. No, I don't. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. What do you say, David and, Will? David and, and uh, Nathan, I got to ask you: How are you enjoying the new uh, Tucker McCall? Because I'm loving Trevor St. John as Tucker. I'm torn. Oh, really? Why? I like him in the role. I just wish huh? that the makeup department would do a little more with him. He looks a and little Nathan young. Was... Too yeah. young. He. He looks a little young in the role, and I think they could make him up a little bit more. And 
yeah, just to age him a Nathan little bit because he looks wonderful. Yeah. I mean, oh well, yeah, we don't I mean, know how how old well he's fifty one character is, right? he but I do know old. how old the actor is. So yeah, if they're going to so do go. that, Nathan, what do you think about Tucker? Well, I mean, despite what David said, I I do. I do uh, like Charles A. John Royal Tucker. I mean, the first day he came onto the scene in that uh, hotel room at the Genoa City Athletic Club, you know, or I think it was the Grand Phoenix, um, I do think that he did a great job in the scenes with um, with Susan Walters, uh, Diane, uh, uh, Diane, and then in the uh, scenes he had in the wedding, uh, Summer and Kyle's, you know, uh, wedding near the end. I thought that was great as well. Uh, also, seeing his anger in the in the uh, in that one episode when he was talking to Diane um, at the uh, at society, that showed to me uh, uh, Tucker McCall's anger, but also showed uh, Charles St. John's range when it comes to portraying the anger and the uh, upsetness oh, yeah. he knows how to do of uh, you know of the character he's playing. So I thought he did a great job of those scenes as well. And uh, also, I'm also liking the uh, chemistry between both him and Audra, the new uh, female character that debuted a couple uh, shows ago, a couple weeks ago, during the um, reception for Subway Kyle's wedding. So, overall, so it's, it's up good, yeah. but, I, but I'm looking forward to see what, else, what happens with Tucker Way Ford. He's got major secrets. Just wait to see what it is. And also, i got an update for you all. Um, for Young Loretta Sands, you'll hear it first right here at Take Two Radio. Um, there's a rewrite that's going on because Saren is going to get a new lover, but it's somebody that's already in the canvas. So get ready for that. That'll be interesting. Oh, mm. uh, I see. Oh, uh, okay. And Audra Someone who's first... already there? Yes. Audra also gets her first romantic pairing with somebody in her bed coming very soon. Oh, Lord. Yes, it's coming. I do like I do like the uh, actress who plays Audra Charles. I love her. I think I love she's her. very no. photogenic. I think uh-huh. she's got some spunk. With Rory Gibson, yes. who plays Noah, um, she could give a little bite to Noah and Allie's relationship. Almost like you know the young, yeah. the younger. Uh, Jack, Phyllis, and Diane days almost, you know? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I got two key, I two key well. points for you. I've got two key points for you. First of all, I don't understand why Jill is so rushing to do a public, make the company public when she knows that there's a, there's another CEO that's trying to take over. That's not a very smart business uh, strategy. So if she was to lose Chancellor Winter's industry to Victoria or anybody, then she has that coming. That's definitely Okay. And then the second one is um, pay close attention to Phyllis because Phyllis is going to do something that nobody ever expected. So her storyline kicks off in beginning first week in November during sweeps month. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, we yeah I'm looking forward to it. That sounds good. So uh, let me see what else is in there. So um, tell us, oh, we uh, Will Devon. and we Nathan. Devon now. David, we understand Devon now. The reason why he's been acting the way he has 
according to Nate, it's because he doesn't want anybody to replace his dad. That's what he says. I think that makes sense. Don't you think, Nathan? Yeah, I can see that making sense as well based on what uh, happened because I do think that, um, you know, uh, for Devon, obviously, you know, um, it's obvious that he doesn't want things to change as well. Well, remember, Nate threw it out. He said that he's not a very good employee, which goes back to, remember, we talked about this. Um, When Tessa first worked for Devon, she was very uncomfortable working around him. Yes, uh, yeah, that that's very, very true as well. So, so that um, goes back to what Nate said. Not everybody gets along with you, Devon. You just think you know what you're talking about, but you don't. Like, you don't know the kind of person. Uh, Devon's like, no, mm-hmm. they'll, 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 they'll talk all good about me. Uh, no, not really, because, like I said, Tess is the first one that I recall, and some other actress that was on there, uh, as a character was on there, and I remember they didn't feel very comfortable working around uh, – Devon when he was doing the recording studio. Yeah, that's that's very very true. I do remember that uh, that happening uh, as well. I do I do think that Nate, despite you know him being at fault for this, I do think that he makes up. I do think he makes some very good points uh, for what he told Devon as well. Even though I do think that the Nate really did screw up when it came to him going to Victoria. But overall, I thought. He made some very good points, and for Devon, yeah. that's up for him to decide how he wants to move forward, if he wants to change his ways or whatever. And because for me, I don't mind the character of Devon, but he does have his um, his a-hole moments here or there where, you know, he does become very unlikable. Yes, exactly. Yeah, All right, I got so- a quick question for you, too. We, uh, the last question of my night will be, were you surprised that Nick Newman is trying to walk away from Sally because he knows deep down that she has feelings for Adam? I don't think he really cares. I I for me I see I see another side to Nick in this, and mm-hmm. I see him more as the dirtier one than Adam this time around. Yeah, no, no, I get that. But did you see he tried to walk away just a little bit? By telling her, well, if this isn't going to work for us, then I understand because I can tell you that Adam does miss you and uh, you did used to make him smile. He's telling him what Connor was saying to Sally about that his dad used to smile every time when when he was around Sally. Yes, that is is very, very true. And I do, as far as your question, Will, I do... For me, I, I, you know, I don't mind Nick as a character that much, but I thought that him sleeping with Sally was a mistake in a way because, you know, um, it showed that Nick does not have any boundaries at all, doesn't care about anyone but himself. And, um, you know, him walking away from Sally to me was the right thing. But, you know, to me, as far as, far as what happens to Nick, love-wise, romance-wise, I, I care less at this point. I mean, unless you – Let's just show focus focuses on putting him back with Sharon down the road. Then for as for now, I don't care. Yeah. Anything else, David, you wanna say? Um let's hit bold for a little bit and then we'll wrap. And I'm gonna start off with what Candace has said. Bold is being bold, but she believes it's a dream. 
oh, you can't tell me that you guys haven't been picking up the chemistry between Liam and and Brooke. It's so oh, obvious please, where no, they're going I hope not. That is so predictable. No surprise. No, I know where it's going. It's just a matter of time. uh, Oh my gosh! (laughs) Yeah, it it it, it may happen. It may happen. I'm sorry, David, but it may happen. Remember, she slept with Oliver. I know. That's why I don't want it to happen. I know. I know. I know her history. Yeah, Liam is her hero. He's gonna figure out what's going on with the CPS, and we also know that. Coming soon, Ridge is going to attack his own son because of the truth coming out. Um, his little what's his, um, what's the son's name again? Thomas. No, no. Or the, Douglas. Thomas's son. Thomas Douglas. Douglas. Douglas is going to let it reveal what really happened with the CPS caller because he knows about that toy. But when that yeah. comes out, Ridge is going to attack Thomas, and while all this is happening. Brooke and Liam are supposed to grow closer, so I don't know when, but they will be making love very soon. Hmm. Now, I wonder yeah, what it is going to happen. That Candace thinks it's a dream. I wonder <laughs> the Hope and Thomas part. Do you think it. it's I'm in his head? I, I don't know. I'm all for it. If it's, if it's real, if it's a dream, I'm all for it. Because she's got more chemistry with Thomas than she does with Liam. I do feel well, that's very, very true. That I don't even see him as brothers or sister or stepsister or brother. I just don't see it. To me, that's just like they're 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 um, strangers to each other in their own way. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't get that vibe as well. It seems it seems uh, yeah. strange to me. Yeah. Oh, there's oh. one one. David, you heard about this, right? There's a mystery person coming in from, uh, where was it, Italy? From Hope's Pass is going to hit town, and it's going to have an effect on everybody. I oh, my God. Man. I think it's a mystery man from Hope's Past, but that's that's my prediction. I don't know. All I know is it's somebody from the past of Hope that will pop up, I think it's again this week or next week, because we're getting into sweeps month really fast. We are getting there pretty quickly, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, yes, we are. We are. October 31st kicks off November sweeps, so everybody knows. Right. And, and right. in case y'all didn't see it, it was posted out a couple days ago that Sean Kanan inked another two years. Oh, well, that's good. I love Deacon. Congratulations. Just congrats to Scott Kanan. Yes, yes. It's awesome. It's awesome. So guys, oh, oh, and I'm, I'm, loving, go- I'm loving. Oh, you got more with Katie and Carter. Katie and Carter are the next. I hope so. I I just don't like how they dropped Quinn like that. I didn't either. Yeah, so it's very disrespectful. There should have been more. Uh, I think there should have been more oh. in that in that and explanation and all that. that. It was like a cop out. It's a cop out. Yeah, it is a cop-out. I mean, you know, Rena Silver deserves so much better as Quinn, and I think she saw the writing on the wall. They could have recasted, but I don't think the show really um, – I don't think the show didn't want to waste any time to that, unfortunately. Yeah, because it's like, okay, they wrote her off, they wrote her off, and then to show a dis- – uh, how do you say it? Um, a very disturbing part is 
they could have said something like, oh, well, she's a killer and she's on the loose. Like, damn, you really want to ruin your character that bad then? Yeah, that's a, that, that's bad sloppy writing. Yeah. Uh, I well, guys, this bad it's about that time to Dallas. call it. So I want to thank everybody who was on today. And I want to thank you guys for, I want to thank Nathan for stepping in and talking with us. No problem at all. Nathan, where can they find you on Twitter? Okay, for those of you that want to find me on Twitter, um, for Twitter, um, at MoneyMac101, that's a capital M, O. E-O-N-E-Y-M-N-C-101, and the uh, number's 101. And uh, mine's is called Sam McCall is the last Morgan slash Nathan Banks. And as you guys can find me on Twitter. Yeah, and you can find me at Willie's View, P-W, for Willie's View Podcast on Twitter. Yes. So that's where you find me. And, David, where can they find you? Take the radio crew on Twitter. All right, I had so much fun with you guys. Thank you. It's always good to be back. Thank you, guys. I had had a great time as well. I I enjoyed it. Look forward to doing it again. Bye, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Have a great night, everybody, and have a great weekend coming up. We'll see you next time. Yep. Get connected with Take-Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take-Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit Take-Two Radio.com.